Now, can you hear me, Christine? Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel. Hello, somebody. Can you tell me if you hear me now? Oh, dear. Hello, hello. Yes, now you can hear me. Is that good, Elisa? Good morning to you, too. And okay, good. So now you guys can hear me. So when I change mics, I think what it does is it automatically mutes. And there's nothing obvious here to me that says I'm muted. So that's I I, I was luckily it had told me a, a little message. So I'm glad I checked. Good morning. Awesome. Tanya, Val, Jocelyn, and everybody else. If you didn't hear me, I said good morning. I ran down the list. So to you all of you, <laughs> a very happy Monday morning, this last Monday of August. So interesting, right? Uh, I yeah, yeah, I had such a strange weekend and I'm wondering how everybody else fared out there. So please like tell me how you all did uh, over the weekend. Saturday was actually a good day. Saturday was just like any other day. Well, now that it's football season, uh, I had uh, grandson's games and a granddaughter cheerleading. So I was at football games late in the day, took a really good bicycle ride early in the day. So Saturday was cool right? It was just a very good day. Fast forward to Sunday, 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 Sunday. So about 530 in the morning, my cat decided she wanted outside. And I'm like, I am not getting up this early. So I just go open the door for her. And I click open the screen door so that she can come and go, right? I didn't want her to be locked out. Because there's still raccoons and you know, stuff out there uh, that time in the morning. And uh, I fell back to sleep and about, I don't know, maybe an hour or so later, I hear this very odd guttural meow and I went, oh my God. And I hear a peep, 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 peep. And I said, oh my God, Terry, I'm beating him. I'm beating him. Go on, get up, get up. The cat's got something in her mouth. And uh, she had brought in a mouse and she dropped it and it was live. And Terry's under the bed looking for the mouse. And all of a sudden I sit up and at my feet is the mouse. I mean, to God, there is something very primal about mice. I, I don't know what it is because if someone were to hand me a mouse, I would hold it. I would pet it. I would play with it. But <laughs> seeing it sitting at the foot of my bed with me in the bed was a whole nother story. And you know what? My husband is a hero because he, I told, I, I screamed literally, Terry, it's on the bed. And he stands up and he's like, where? And I said, right at the foot. And he sees it and he comes up behind it and he snatches it, like just snatches it in his hand. I couldn't believe it. It was so fast to snatch. And he uh, proceeds to take it outdoors. It was still alive. No bloody, you know, mess. It was still alive. We lock the door so the cat can't go out for a while until the mouse has a chance to go off somewhere. The mice, the mouse bites Terry, but he's got real thick hands because of working <clears throat> with his hands all day. So it didn't break skin or anything. Washed his hands up. Everything was cool, right? Then I decide to take a shower. <laughs> now, every freaking time I take a shower, I shake out my towels first because I know in the summertime, especially that spiders can get in your towels. I've had this experience before, right? 
Well, Sunday morning, I was jumping in the shower. I didn't think about it. I just dropped my towels just outside my the shower door. I picked up my freaking hair towel to dry my face and put my hair in the towel. And no lie, this big of a giant spider drops at my feet in the shower with me. And I'm freaking out. Now, I am not afraid of spiders. I mean, I'm talking primal instincts here, like mice freak out. I would touch them. I would play with them if they weren't on the foot of my bed, scaring me in the, in the early morning. Spiders, I catch and release them all the time. Like, I'll just say, okay, get in the little cup. I'll take you outside and put you in my plants. But having one drop on your feet in the shower, if that is that big, a whole nother story. Now, so I'm screaming in the shower. <laughs> oh. My husband goes and gets the cup that we use for spiders and he saves the day yet again and takes the spider outside and i'm like what the hell what are the messages of, of of mouse and spider right mouse and spider so i look them up i have my handy dandy uh medicine cards book out and i looked up both i knew already what spider meant grandmother spider the weaver i wasn't sure what mouse meant and so i looked all that up and then I decide to, I had work to do. So I was doing some work and I went, oh, I better do some laundry. So I go put the laundry in, the first load of laundry in. And a long time ago, Binksy had brought a mouse in and it was live and we didn't catch it. So Terry put out mouse traps as hard as that is for us to decide to do. We had to have the mouse traps out because you just can't have a mouse running around your house, right? And uh, all, so I'm sitting here at my computer working and all of a sudden I hear snap. And I'm like, oh no, another mouse? No, it wasn't a mouse. The sewer system backed up and the laundry gray water was pouring out of the, the, the drain and it was already flowing down the back hallway toward the back door. And what had happened is we'd had a mouse trap, one that we didn't realize we still had back there, and the water had lifted it up to the back of the of uh, the washing machine, and it snapped. <sighs> so consequently, then I go, oh, we better go look in the shower because the last time that happened, the water came up in the shower. So now I have icky, smelly gray water sitting in my shower. I tried this morning to use my washing machine again just to see if it was still going to work or if it was still going to drain like into the house and it starts to overflow. My landlords are not home. I have stinky smelly towels from having mopped up all of the stuff that are in a bag. Wait, you know, <laughs> Sunday, right? Sunday, all in one day have no clue. Usually I would take all of that as signs. Like, you know, Mercury is attempting to go retrograde here shortly. Mercury's in Libra. Sunday was Venus opposing Saturn. So nothing particularly about these three things that happened in that particular transit. So I still haven't tracked it down as far as what the, you know, what is going on in my house. But let me say it is hysterical, right? To think about my reaction to a mouse my reaction to the spider and my reaction to this flood was totally like, oh God, not again. I text my landlord and I'm like, I know you're in Eastern Washington, but I just want you to know what you're coming home to because I need to use your bathroom and I'm going to have to take my laundry over to my daughter's house and try to finish that up because you know what 
laundry in the summertime. If you leave it, leave it sitting wet, it's going to start smelling. Oh God. So there's my Monday too, because I'm going to have to be on call here for them to do some one, some fixing of whatever they're going to do. Plus I need to go do my laundry because I really don't think they're going to be able to fix it that fast. I don't know what the astrology is in it all. I even looked at the human design of it all. Sometimes I think life just gives us things, right? It throws things at us that maybe don't really have any astrological, human design, Pleiadian earth energy. Although yesterday was five evolving energy, I believe. So five change. I don't know. Evolving energy can sometimes be like that earthquake kind of energy that shakes things up. And uh, it shook me, right? Two, three, three shakes up for me. Thankfully, it wasn't an earthquake. <laughs> so anyway, today I'm going to have to deal with the fallout of all of that. But uh, hopefully there is better energy on the way as today is the last day. Today, today is the first day of the next energy of the week, human design wise. So that's something I want to talk to us about this morning, because again, for, for, for once, I mean, it happens rarely, but it's happening that the sun and earth are across a channel in our human designs, across the gate 40 and 37 with the sun at 40 and the earth at 37. And this is a, a, a challenging sort of energy for some people because it is about community and family and the bonds that we create and how we administer ourselves and our agreements that we make in our families, um, the, 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 the bonds that we have in family, whether it's blood bonds or community bonds or friendship even bonds in the families that that create a you know a sort of family so we have we have that energy going on for the week and today uh, very early this morning the moon moved into the sign of libra and so hopefully that brings me some balance energy yesterday the uh that that's interesting because yesterday that means that the moon would have been in the later degrees of virgo hmm Virgo. Uh, mm, yes. Well, I can tell you this, that we live on a septic system and the, the whole of the island I live on is on a septic, but there's just no sewer that makes it out here. And so it's all, you know, you have to be very careful what you put down your drains. And unfortunately the houses here uh, on this property um, were sharing the same septic system and the drain field is clogged or something is wrong with the drain field. So he already had said he was going to need to come home from his vacation this week and dig up the drain field. Well, now he actually has a motivation to dig up that drain field. And I kind of have a feeling that perhaps it was the, you know, the final degrees of Virgo that said, okay, you know, now you're going to pay for not having done the work sooner when you knew it needed to be done, which by the way, this is the second time my house has flooded. So it's not like they didn't know something was going on. And so anyway, maybe that was the astrological connection. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, and this is actually, you know, the, my, my first line this morning was going to be, well, this will be, you know, a fairly quiet week. We have two um, aspects that we need to deal with. Um, the moon moving through Libra and Scorpio and later in the week into Sagittarius. We have, of course, the beginning of September and that energy. 
But literally speaking, this is not a, a, a real, like last week was the busier week. Last week was the more, more crazy week of things going on astrologically. So leave it to me to have, you know, the issue before or after the actual transits go on. Uh, so let's talk first about the moon and where it is today. And then I want to dive deeper into the sun at gate 40 and the earth at gate 37 because it does complete a channel. So whether or not you have 40 or 37 defined, you now have it defined all the way through September 3rd. So September 3rd will be Saturday. So for the entire week, just about, we are all going to be dealing with boundaries and with community, family, and all of the issues that come up there. But let's start first with the moon. So the moon in Libra today is conjunct Mercury. And I noticed when I pulled up the chart this morning that Mercury was at three degrees, 21 minutes of Libra, and the moon was at two degrees, 12 minutes. So by this time, an hour later, likely that moon is already conjunct Mercury, bringing emotion to our communication, bringing emotion to our thought processes. So in Libra, that might be, you know, thoughts that have been uh, out of balance and we need to bring them back into some kind of harmony or balance. And I'm going to suggest that harmony is a good word for us to think about this week, as well as um, fairness or balance, right? Bringing balance to our lives. And a little bit later, the moon will be in a trine to Mars and that Mars is a conflict or confrontation or action, right? Catalyzing some kind of action. The moon um, connection here might be the timekeeper that now it is time to establish some form of flow. <laughs> flow, that's a funny word for me this morning. And the opposition later from the moon to Jupiter, which you know, means that we have to take care of our excesses, right? Because Jupiter and moon sometimes come together in a way that creates excessiveness, either overly stating things that we can do or over imbibing, overeating, overacting, over you fill in the, uh, act, uh, the verb. We can do it in an overly large way. So we want to make sure that we are proportionate in everything that we do, especially as we get to the later part of today's energy. Now, when we look at Libra energy through human design, it becomes so very interesting, right? So, so very interesting because it is the beginning of the gates of the spleen where the spleen gates are, well, the spleen center is all about time, intuition, health, or survival, right? So the spleen energy is all about how we thrive or how we struggle for survival. And when we have the moon or the sun or the earth at the gates on the spleen, it will sometimes trigger a fear response from us because we get into, you know, the idea of what's fearful, you know, in the in human design, the gates of the spleen are ones where we say, feel the fear and do it anyway. The fear itself is all about fight, flight, or freeze, which is developed over the millennia of, of humans and our um, evolution. And it's done its job. It kept us alive. We've thrived as humans in the face of, you know, tremendous sometimes pressures from mother nature or other animals or territory, things like that. So it's done its job. But now in a world that is civilized, 
I use quotes because, you know, we could debate whether civilized is the way we would describe it. But in our more civilized world, um, those fears that would naturally have triggered us to, you know, do things, take action to survive, have morphed into false evidence appearing real, the, the acronym, as it were, for fear. So the first gate that Libra hits isn't a fear gate. Actually, it's, it's at the gate of being in, in your body, being embodied, right? Noticing how you feel in the body, being in your body, groundedness, right? Groundedness. Judy Wheeler, good morning. I was just watching what you were saying there as far as um, being scattered or you feel scattered. And one way to alleviate the scatteredness is to come into your body, right? To ground yourself into the body. And um, Tom, oh my God, you're going to make me crack up. I'll read that in a minute out loud. So the scattered energy is likely because both Mercury and the moon now are in Libra, which is a mind sign. It is an air sign. So it rules the intellect and the thinking processes. And Libra is one of the signs that can overthink things in a need to be able to see all facets of something and in the need to make sure everything's in balance or harmony or fair, that, you know, scales of justice, it can really be a sign that creates a path to overthinking. And that can lead to scatteredness because there's an indecisive quality here. You know, I don't know which to do, right? There's benefits here. There's benefits here. There's deficits here. There's deficits here. Oh my goodness. How do I make that decision? What am I going to do, right? What am I going to do? Libra says, well, I'm going to try to do it all or I'm just going to keep thinking about it. And either way, you can create sort of a field of anxiety. And that is where that scattered feeling comes from. So if you're feeling like that, if others of you out there are kind of feeling that building up in yourself, well, over the next couple of days, that will be what it's about. So the gate 46 says be in your body. Now, later in the day today, the sun, I mean, excuse me, the moon will move into the gate 18, which on in human design is on the spleen. So we get to the first splenic gate, and that is the gate of judgment. And it is an energy where we're always striving for perfection. And uh, again, these are gates that these planets are sitting at, albeit temporarily, right? The moon is just going through here, but we're heading into September. And when we get to September, the sun begins to move through those gates of the spleen. So this is a prelude, a preview, like taking a look down the line at the future as to what might be coming up for us over the next several weeks, all the way into November as we get into this time period. So the moon showing us the emotions we might have around perfection or being perfect or not being perfect, such as it might be. Now the gate 18 sits across from the 58, which is called the gate of joy or bliss. And the reason we have a gate of perfection, right? Or of criticism or of analysis or of perfection is so that we can always have a way to keep ourselves in alignment with what brings us joy. So it's not meant to be used as a criticizing tool against ourselves or others. It's meant to keep us in alignment with joy, right? A very Libran balancing act, I would say. Even though the gate of joy is actually a Capricorn gate, the 58 is a Capricorn gate, Libra trying to keep in that balance with the energy of joyfulness. 
and joyfulness and mastery, mastering whatever it is that you're here on this planet to master in your own personal human design. But unfortunately, we take perfection, we beat ourselves up with it, it becomes judgment or criticism. And therein lies the fear, right? The fear is that I'm not perfect, that I'm never going to be perfect. And sometimes it turns outward, and we start judging others in our households or in our communities or in our families, whatever. And uh, it becomes a place where very far from the throat, we are speaking in a way that others don't want to hear, right? They don't want to hear. And there's, you know, the, the another word we could use for the gates of the spleen is paralysis. Fear per paralyzes us or can paralyze us into non-action, right? Because now we're like, oh, 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 right. That book isn't perfect yet. That is, I, I need to keep, you know, editing. I need to keep proofreading. And in the meantime, it never gets done or it's not the right time. It's not the perfect time for me to X, Y, Z. So I just sit or do nothing. So we have to be watchful of that in our own lives that we don't get paralyzed by the fear of protection, protection, <laughs> perfection, or judgment, or criticizing, or over analysis, right? Analysis paralysis. Now, tomorrow, and through the rest of the transit of Libra, we're in Libra energy until uh, late afternoon, my time, Tuesday, tomorrow. So we'll also be hitting the gate 48, the fear of I'm not good enough, or I, do, I don't know enough, I'm inadequate, right? So I better get another certification. I better do another class. I better take another, uh, I better get another degree. And then I'll feel like I'm adequate to being able to share my gifts with the world. So we have another kind of paralysis that stops us from taking action until we learn more. Um, in the I Ching, the 48 is such an interesting gate because it's called the well. And in the well, and as we evolve as humans, we're going to end up being very much like the matrix, you know, where uh, Neo just has a, a plug-in port and he plugs in and he can learn jujitsu or, you know, anything he needs to learn just by being plugged in. Well, <laughs> we won't have plugins, but we actually have a plug-in because deep within us already is all the knowledge that we need to do whatever it is that we came here to do or whoever it is that we came here to be. It's all in us. But we are also always seemingly looking outside of ourselves for stuff. Now, I'm not saying that if you want to be a doctor, that you shouldn't go and learn how to be a doctor or learn about the, 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 the body and how medications you know affect the body and all of that. I'm not saying that. Um, but I am saying that sometimes we're looking outside of ourselves when we already have everything we need inside of ourselves. After the gate 48, it will move to, the moon will move into the 57, also on the spleen, called the gate of being psychic or intuitive. Oh, it's intuitive awareness. It is gut instinct. It is intuition in the moment. Um, it spontaneously knows what's yes and what's no. Um, but it is also a fear of the future, right? The fear of the future and what will come to pass. And taking steps now to forestall anything that might go wrong in the future. So that means we can get stuck, right? It's an interesting energy. My, my husband has this as the gate of his son. And he does this sometimes. He starts to get worried about things that have not yet happened. 
right? That that you can imagine what this flood in our house has done for him, right? He's like already 10 steps ahead thinking about what could be, what might be, what, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instead of thinking about the clarity of the intuitive knowing in this gate, right? Instead, you can flop over to the fear of the future instead of living in this moment and intuitively tapping into what do I need to do or where do I need to go or what, you know, what step comes next. And then uh, finally, the last gate that is a transit, a transitory gate, a transition gate, let's call it that, between Libra and Scorpio is the 32, which is also on the spleen and it is the fear of failure, so these are some of the themes you're going to be dealing with over the next few days with, or a couple of days with the moon in Libra. Now let's look at Libra light because the light in Libra is beautiful. It's very relationship oriented. It is a sign ruled by Venus. Venus rules our relationships, especially our love or romantic relationships, but also our other loving relationships that we have platonically with other people, our family, our friends, etc. And then it also is about our values and how we live our values. Do we walk our talk? And as far as money is concerned or finances, Libra doesn't have as much to do with that as say Taurus Venus does, but there's still, you know, about how do we share our finances and how do we share our resources kind of energy here. It is a kind and fair and very generous with their time and with their love, with their help kind of energy when it's in the light. It is a sign that can create beauty and artistry. I often think that sometimes the best um, feng shui people would be the ones who have late Virgo, early Libra, uh, the ability to both perfect and the ability to see how the artistry or the creative uh, flow would be established. So right now that's where we are. It's, you know, time to beautify. Um, it's funny because one of the effects of the flood that we're having in my house is that I'm looking around going, we have too much stuff, right? There's too much stuff and uh, wanting now to reduce that. So maybe that was, you know, a part of this to, re re to restore flow in my life or to go with the flow or flow with the go, as I often will say, according to Tom, is that maybe I need to get rid of some things, right? Maybe there's just too much, right? It's, you know, what am I holding on to? What is Terry holding on to that we can release? So maybe there's some part of that that is in our experience this week as well. And graciousness. Libras are gracious, right? That they, they love to be able to serve people in some way or to take care of the people that they love. But that can bring up the shadow side of Libran energy as well, which are boundary issues, right? And boundary issues is another buzzword. Boundary a buzz phrase uh, for this week, because we're also going to see that mirrored by the sun and the earth in human design. As we get uh, over to that, you'll see what I'm talking about there. Boundary issues are a big thing because Libra kind of erases the boundaries between themselves and others. And then there can be things like codependency that develops in the relationship and they begin to blur their own sense of self. They almost then become in service to other which is never correct, right? You have to find the balance. They lose the balance point here, the service to self and the service to others, right? That has to be in balance. Then they can become indecisive. They don't know what decision to make because they're taking in all of the ways that things can happen. And then they can also collapse from lack of energy, right? I'm just too tired. 
right? I, my brain, I have brain fade, right? I, I can't because I've been thinking about this and going round and round and round in my head. I, I don't know what to think anymore. So now I'm just tired, right? I'm just tired or I've lost energy. So these are the things to watch out for. And maintaining healthy boundaries is a good antidote to the Libran shadow energy. So questions, anybody out there? Uh, Erica, I struggle with that. I have a wonderful late Virgo friend with a Libra rising and a Scorpio moon. Lovely. And Sylvester, good morning to you. Christine says, hi, Sylvester, if you didn't see that, Sylvester. And what I was laughing at from Tom said, Janet, you always say flow with the go. Now that becomes don't go in the flow. <laughs> I love you, Tom. You, you always have a way to make something funny. And Kathleen Mallory, what did I miss? I'll listen to the beginning of the broadcast. Oh, yes, you missed a great story about a mouse, a big spider, and a flood in my house over this weekend. Uh, so anyway, it was wow. It was wow as a Sunday. Maybe these are your new spirit animals, Barbara Doughton says. Maybe. Although I, I can't remember now what Squirrel said. Uh, it was something like preparing for... Uh, the future, maybe. No, that's squirrel. Um, the mouse was page 117. Okay, so let's look at mouse because that's what I woke to the mouse sitting on the foot of my bed. Scrutiny. Hmm, interesting. Uh, mouse says, If I could see the world through your tiny eyes, maybe then I would know how to scrutinize. Every detail carries weight and, true to its purpose, has its perfect puzzle place to stop the three ring circus. Mouse says, I will touch everything with my whiskers in order to know it. Paradoxically, this is both a great power and a great weakness. It is good medicine to see up close. It is good medicine to pay attention to detail, but it is bad medicine to chew every little thing to pieces. Interesting, right? So seeing the big picture and the details, not just the details. Interesting, interesting. So maybe what am I not seeing? Right. What what part of the bigger picture am I not seeing? That could be one message. Spider, of course, is the weaver. And uh, <clears throat> it, the, the spider that I had in my house was a um, it's called the giant house spider. And they migrate from July to October, find in search of a mate. And they're not a bad spider. You really want them. You want them, but under your house because they eat the bad spiders and the bad bugs and things that keep the population of, of insects down. But when they come into your house, they are big and they, you know, the body itself is like quarter size and then you add the legs and yeah, yeah. So that's what you missed, Kathleen. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the human design, sun and earth for the week. By the way, a heads up guys, I need to leave about five minutes early this morning because I have a um, support call that I have to be on. So uh, just letting you know that ahead of time. The week's energy from human design moves into tribal territory. When I say tribal, I'm talking about the circuitry that it is about. So in human design, there are three big circuit trees with sub-circuits beneath that, right? So in the uh, tribal circuitry, there are two sub-circuits. One is the defense circuitry or circuit, and the second is the um, economic, sometimes it's called the ego circuitry. And when we get to the 4037, which is where the sun and earth will be this week, we're looking at tribal 
sustainability or tribal community energy. So what we have with the sun at the gate 40 and the, the earth at the gate 37 is the completion of the entire channel of community, or you could call it the channel of family. Some cases it's called the channel of agreements or bargains in, in old uh, traditional human design speak, it's called the channel of the bargain. And it is a place in our chart where we make agreements. And so one of the things that we might be thinking about as we go through this week are the agreements that we've made, the literal ones that are maybe contracts that we've written out on paper in some way, but also the agreements that we have verbally made. And that could be agreements that you've made with others, agreements that you've made with yourself, like, for example, a belief in certain thing, in thing, in anything can become an agreement, right? It's our agreement that we believe that this is how the world works, that this is how, you know, this is the truth of what is happening, even if that isn't necessarily true. It might be your truth, but it's not someone else's truth. So then we can get that polarity going uh, in this, in this energy. But the primary energy of the gate 40 is about aloneness. In um, traditional human design, this was called the gate of aloneness. In more quantum uh, human design language, it is called the gate of restoration. So it's about restoring oneself, right? Restoring one's energy. So the primary energy here is about service, service to your community, service to the family, and then by doing that, creating sustainable agreements with those people that you are in community or family or agreement with, right? So if you're um, in a part of a group or you're part of a community or you're part of a family, then the agreements that we make within that, even if they're not spoken agreements, need to be sustainable because this is also now called in quantum human design, tribal energy is now called the sustainability circuitry. Right. So it's about how do we create sustainability in our communities, in our families and in our resources. So that comes into play as well. The economic circuitry here. Right. Um, this is all about balancing work and rest. It the 40 sits on the heart center or the will center or the ego center. Right. We have a couple different names for it. It manages and allocates resources energy, money, time, people, anything that is a resource that needs managing and allocating, it comes under that particular center. The gate 40 is really uh, uh, managing the energy of people in the family, in the community, and using will force energy, willpower energy, but also knowing that willpower energy as part of that center pulses on and then pulses off and knowing the difference between when it's on and when it's off because we need to rest when it's off. I when I, almost invariably with my clients when I'm talking to them about the center, I always talk about how dogs play, right? If you have dogs or any animal really, they'll do this, right? They'll play, 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 then they'll rest. Right? It's like some invisible like light switch turns off and now it's time for them to sleep. It's time for them to go get a bite of food and some water and then lay down and rest. They're very good at taking care of their needs in balance to their work, which is really about playing, right? So they balance these things quite naturally. But humans, 
we are productive or production oriented. So we're constantly pushing ourselves to keep up with the world, especially for those of you that are projectors, manifestors, or reflectors, you are constantly using other people's energy to try to keep up. And of course, you're going to burn out, right? Over time, you're going to burn out because you don't have access to sustainable life force energy. The generators and the manifesting generators, you can burn out too, because the tendency is with this energy to keep pushing and forcing and pushing and forcing, enduring and persevering far beyond when you should have stopped to rest. So the, the sun at the gate 40 this week for everybody is going to be teaching us about how to balance force and flow, force and flow, right? Balancing work and rest, force and flow, which means we also have to have boundaries, healthy boundaries, right? Not boundaries that separate us or keep us, you know, as tools to, of separation, but boundaries that say, okay, like this is what I'm willing to do. This is where I'm willing to go and I'm not going any further, right? And then I'm going to rest and then tomorrow's another day or, you know, five hours from now is another day or another time and I will do the next thing. So boundaries and the opportunity for us this week is to rewrite our beliefs about take that taking care of ourselves is somehow selfish, right? I think there's another part that, you know, besides the fact that we're always trying to prove ourselves or to try to keep up with everybody else, keeping up with the Joneses, as it were, um, we also have sort of been taught that it's selfish to, to stop and take care of yourself and your own needs first, not understanding that if you don't take care of your own self, you don't have the energy to, to be out there and of service to others. So you start creating a deficit in your energy or in your body or in your life. So you have to have that balance, right? So rewriting our beliefs around what does it mean to be self-centered versus selfish, right? How is taking care of myself as important as taking care of others, right? Because one way leads to burnout, right? If I'm constantly, you know, in service to others without taking the time for me, burnout happens, right? So got to watch that. Now, also the earth is at the gate 37. So the, the earth is at the emotional center, creating the whole channel 4037 being defined. Okay. So the earth at 37 in the traditional human design verbiage is called the family. Uh, sometimes it's called the gate of friendship. And in the quantum human design languaging by Karen Curry Parker, it is now called the gate of peace. Both are appropriate words for the energy of the gate 37. This is where strong family bonds find their emotional connection. So the whole channel being the agreement about families, right? The energy of the 37 respects and treats everyone as a valuable part of the family, as a valuable part of the community. So those of you who have 37 naturally are probably very open-hearted and openly uh, accepting of others, even into your family, even if they're not blood, right? So taking a look at what does constitute a family, right? What constitutes a community, right? It's a group of people that come together where they respect, they treat everyone as a valuable part of the community, right? 
in the negative side, the shadow side, it is sacrificing ourselves to make sure that the family, the community stays together, right? That can be the, the negative side of giving so much that you're creating a deficit in your own self, right? So that's why healthy boundaries make sure that we are giving enough to both others and ourselves. So we're balancing that equation. Now, this can also be because it's emotional energy, a place where we project our own emotions onto family or onto friends. So it is an invitation for us to create response ability in keeping to our own emotions, right? Taking care of our own emotional well-being. So in other words, you, you say something, I get triggered and I blame you. Instead of you say something, I get triggered and I work through my own issue and whatever it is that you said that triggered me. Did it remind me of something from the past? Did it, did I start to feel less than or not as valuable or what have you? Not to say that, you know, what you said might be okay or right, but it's, it's not the point. The point is me, right? And my actions and my response to uh, emotionally to that trigger. Um, so again, we have boundaries, right? Boundaries about our emotions, about not vomiting our emotional hurts and our emotional energy outward onto others. That's projection, right? We also have control issues here, control issues versus codependency issues here. Sounds so, so sort of, uh, uh, like, Libra, right? Libra energy. Um, even though the Earth at this point, uh, if the Sun is in in uh, the Sun is in Virgo, so this is a Piscean energy. The Gate Thirty Seven is, but think about you know the boundarylessness of tendencies of Piscean energy, right? So we, that's where that's coming from. Um, control versus codependencies, right? Uh, or control. It's technically control versus codependency right? Control versus codependency. Then there's also a deep empathy in this energy, the 37, mutually respectful of one another and what we're feeling, what we're sensing, um, empowering the individuals in the family or in the community um, to be, be who they want to be or to be able to you know, be, be themselves, to be authentic, but also a sort of teaching others in this case about the agreements that they're, they're making and how they're using the emotional energy. And above all, this gate wants peace. It wants harmony in the family, in the community, in the group, in the workplace. So it is going to do what is necessary to bring peace. And unfortunately, sometimes that's even sacrificial right? Making, sacrificing, sacrificing oneself to get that peace, right? Sacrificing one's own needs. So we can see that that's kind of the more negative side, but on the positive, sometimes the sacrifice is about, would you rather be right or would you rather be at peace? So sometimes it's appropriate to make that decision versus, you know, standing up for what you believe is right so our beliefs, right? We have this big week around our beliefs and our boundaries, the agreements that we make with our family and our friends, our community, and are those sustainable? Because remember this whole channel 
is going to be about work and rest, right? Balancing work with rest, forcing versus flowing. We always want flow. We want to establish the flow. We don't want to force things to happen because then we're digging into vital energy. And for a while, that might be okay, right? For a little bit, that might be okay. If you, Especially if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you're not so easily going to blow out your energy using perseverance or endurance, right? But if you're the other types, eventually, by the way, manifesting generators and generators, you will burn out, right? You can't, that is not a sustainable action. But the reflectors, the manifestors and the projectors, you will lead to burnout or uh, health issues quicker than maybe the manifesting generators and generators will. So bottom line, uh, the 4037 energy is willful heart energy that's used for accomplishing something, a task, a job, a project, then rest, restoration, relaxation, doing nothing, right? Not a series of keeping going, keeping going, forcing yourself to keep going until you literally drop, right? If you literally drop the 37 part of this and then family, friendships, community as the foundation for stability and peace in our lives. The idea that we belong to a family, the idea that we need a stable foundation in any group. So a part of an agreement, a part of a, of creating a sustainable agreement would be about how do we build in both um, action and rest, you know, taking pause, all of that. So that is our week. Catherine Worcester, good morning to you. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Good. I'm so glad that's part of your self-care. Thank you. Uh, Kathleen, uh, Janet, our noon appointment, should we reschedule? I don't think that my neighbors will be home before noon. Uh, so I don't think any work will be done on my house. So I think we will just get it in uh, in time. But thank you for leaving that option open in case they do come home early. But they're in eastern Washington. That's a good three-hour drive, four hours. I'm not sure where they are exactly. So um, I don't think they'll come home in time to mess up my day. But if they do, I will let you know. Thank you. Um, Sylvester, nope, no question there. So guys, do you guys have any questions about this, the 4037? Now, while I'm waiting to see if you guys have questions about it, uh, I just want to remind you that everybody, everybody from today through Saturday will have the 4037 defined in their charts. It will define your ego or will center or heart center at one end and the emotional center at the other end. So if you are someone who has those two centers open in your own personal design, they will now turn on, right? They're going to turn on, you're going to have access to willpower, and you're also going to be broadcasting emotion. So you want to be aware, right? You want to be aware of that tendency. Now, if you're someone who already has the 47, 4037, I do. So not anything new necessarily coming in, but just a familiarity, like I get this energy, right? But also a, an ability, if you already have that energy defined, to reevaluate the agreements and the contracts and the, the, thing, the bonds that you've made in a way to be able to see, well, where do I tend to sacrifice myself? I will always sacrifice myself to my family, always. 
I will give away my money. I will give away my time. If anybody in my family, and it's not just my blood relatives, but anybody who calls on me, I will do that sometimes. And I need to watch that for my own self. It just reminded me this morning as I was writing all of this out that I have that tendency to go too far, do too much for others, and then to possibly, possibly to my own detriment. Um, I'm learning about boundaries. <laughs> That's written all over my chart now that I think about it. Um, so boundaries is a good way to keep yourself from going too far, right? But sometimes we're afraid to enact a boundary. I think sometimes our fear is that if I put up the boundary somewhat, they're not going to love me, right? Or they're not going to want me, or they're not going to uh, be my friend, right? So I'll just overly give and overly give and overly give. And if anybody's ever been in a position of doing that in their own life, you know, that is not sustainable. And at some point, you start to feel taken for granted. And then that can become ugly, right? That can get very um, uh, unfortunate in relationships when the giver can no longer give. And then the receiver on the other end says, you know, reacts to that. Or, I mean, there's any number of ways that that can show up. Um, some of you may have the gate 40 defined and not the 37. So now the 37 becoming defined as well is going to create the whole channel being um, defined. Some of you may have the 37 defined and not the 40. And now that the 40 is defined, it's the same thing. You're going to complete that whole channel. None of us escape this week. None of us escape this energy. It's there for all of us. And there are very few times in human design where the sun and earth line up across a channel and complete, right? The other time is in the spring when we have the 40 or early summer when we have the 43 and the 23. And uh, that happens rarely. The 3420 can happen in June. So, so it happens, but rarely, most often we have these opposites going on and uh, they're, they're not completing the channel in the human design. So it's an important thing when it happens. All right. Um, anything else I need to tell you to, to, I'm waiting to hear back from Tam because we had talked about coming together this Wednesday to talk about September because otherwise we wouldn't meet again until next Wednesday, which would make it September 7th. That's a week into the month. So we were kind of expecting that maybe we needed to come on a little bit sooner. I will let you know for sure what she says. So we'll either be on and maybe I can get her in on Friday and we can talk about September earlier rather than later. Uh, Tom, great one. I will pull a card for the week. Any suggestions of a deck that you want? Let me know. Uh, what else? Uh, Thursday or Wednesday night, I will also be on Angel Heart Radio with Annette McCoy. And you access that by going to the Angel Heart Radio Facebook page. She broadcasts live to that page and it's video. So you, you know, it's like what I do in the morning. Um, but we'll be talking about September and looking deeper into the things to expect for the month. What are the highlights? So a Pleiadian earth card. Okay, Tom, let's do a Pleiadian earth wisdom card. And this will be energy for us for the week. Anybody else have this deck and find that the cards are almost just too big 
to shuffle very well. My hand is just big enough to reach across the, the length of the card and be able to get it. Uh, manifestation is the card. Uh, manifestation intuition. Use your intuition to call your dreams into reality. It's a beautiful card. So it's in the manifestation uh, energy of intuition. So let's see. Number six, by the way. So I got to find that in here. Nature, purpose, evolution, manifestation. There we go. And here's what it says. Successful manifestation requires paying attention to your intuition. Your intuition is connected to your heart, which is connected to source and universal possibilities. You must train your mind to take orders from your heart where your intuition dwells. To correctly use your intuition, you must pay attention to what you feel in the present, as well as paying attention to what you want to bring forth. Your intuition travels on waves of water in the air within you and between others. To call what you desire to you, send out messages on the waves of your water to the universe through your intuition and through your heart. The more you follow your intuition, the more you will be connected to your higher self and be able to communicate with others around you or in the universe. Use the power of intuition to create whatever you wish to manifest. Advanced use. Universal energy six is flow. So apropos. When using your intuition, you will be connected to the source of all possibilities. Allow them to simply flow to you by paying attention to your intuitive guidance. And interestingly enough, today is six self-regulating in the Pleiadian Earth calendar. Self-regulating energy always telling us about how we are responsible, right, to regulate ourselves, our behaviors, our reactions, and, and our responses. So interesting. So manifesting intuition, card number six in the Pleiadian. And an animal deck. Okay, I'll do that. I have a couple of minutes, just a minute or two. We can pull a card. And if it's mouse, <laughs> I don't think there's a mouse in this deck. <laughs> or if it's spider, that would crack me up. Oh, Lordy. Uh, no, lion. Awesome. Lion upside down, by the way. Lion spirit. Be generous of spirit. I cannot make this stuff up, right? So be generous of spirit. It was upside down, which means maybe we've been too generous or we have to watch, you know, that generosity. But look at the card number. 37. <laughs> We've just been talking about the earth sitting at the gate 37. So again, I know I, these things just, I'm always so amazed at how the universe can, can, uh, communicates with us. So because it was upside down, we get a protection message and it says, do you doubt you can do much good? Are you stuck in a state of scarcity thinking? Who am I to lead or who am I to step up into my dreams? Who am I to have an amazing relationship or who am I to think I can help? Lion Spirit is here to tell you that the antidote for low self-esteem is stepping into healthy pride. Of course, you can do all that you desire. The spark of great spirit lives inside you and you are here to steward that amazing energy into the world. Lion Spirit knows that great spirit invested in you so that you might be a channel for spirit's love and generosity. Take pride in your role, seeking to bring an abundance of love into the world. Perhaps you do much good already, but you're feeling unappreciated, wanting to hold back your gifts and hoard them for yourself. 
Maybe you were looking for attention and praise. Maybe you were even being generous with the expectation that you would be entitled to a repayment. Know that the real magic happens when you remember there is always enough and you are always enough. Give freely without agenda or expectation and let lion spirit remind you that in giving you receive. Then you will see that you are appreciated. Stop comparing yourself to others and seeing yourself as less than for within you is a wellspring of generosity. I love it. Lion spirit card 37, which by the way is a 10, which by the way is a one. So maybe a new way of being generous with ourselves, a new, uh, a right, a rewrite of the agreements that we've made with others so that we engender balance and uh, time for rest and a time for working or playing. Um, that is it for me today. You guys, thank you so much. I will see you either Wednesday, uh, with Tam. I will see you Wednesday night with Angel Heart Radio. And for sure, I'll see you on Friday. Bye for now, everybody.